0: Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast, the podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here is your host, Angela Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Living Podcast. My name is Angela Spears, your dream living coach and Wow, I'm so excited to be back sharing new episodes with you. It's been a while, right? But I'm back in full effect and I'm excited to share with you. where have I been? Well, I have honestly just been really focusing on revamping my business, getting a lot of clarity on what I want to talk about and what I want to share. And now that I'm clear, I am ready to go. And I'm super excited about today's episode because I have a really good friend that um, is joining me today. And we're going to be talking about career focused topics. Um, as you know, um, I. My mission is to help you to achieve phenomenal results in your life, career, and business. But for the next several weeks, and who knows how long, we'll be definitely more focused on career. So if you are focused on career, are looking for a career transition, you're stuck, you're not sure what you want to do in your career, you definitely want to stay tuned to this episode and future episodes. So my good friend, Terry Thomas, hey, how are you? Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast. Thanks, Angela. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So I have known Terry for, what, 20 years now? 20 plus years? Yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So why do I lot- have to... <laughs> yeah, it has been, right? So why do I have Terry yeah. on the podcast to talk about career because she has an extensive career in human resources and she has a really good perspective that I think she can share. And so Terry, without further ado, can you tell us about yourself?
1: Well, sure. Thanks, Angela. Um first of all, I am really excited to be here. I think this is going to be so much fun. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um <laughs> again, my name is Terry Thomas and <laughs> I am a human resources professional. I've been in the business for 25 plus years. Um, I have a bachelor's degree from The Ohio State University, and I also have a master's degree from Central Michigan University. Uh, Again, as I said, I've been in human resources for over 20 years. Um, I've been in several different areas. I've been in recruitment. Um, I'm I'm a generalist. I've been in benefits. I've done compensation, training. So I've done all the different areas in human resources. Um, In addition to that, I'm also um, a certified life coach. I know Angela's a dream living coach. I'm a life coach. It's kind of one of the things that, you know, why we get along because we like (laughs) a lot of the same things and a lot of the same topics. Um, But I've been a life coach since 2007. Um, I'm also a uh, sort of a strength finders facilitator and a strength finders coach. And I've done that probably for the past um, seven years. So when Angela approached me about this, she said, well, tell people kind of like what your mission is and what is it that you want to do? when you think about your life coaching. So I had to think about that a little bit and I'm still working on it, but I know that um, my mission and goal is to help people get um, for lack of a better term unstuck. So if you feel like you're in life and you're like, I don't know where to go next. I don't know what my goals are. I don't know what I want to move towards. You know, I like to come in and help you figure, help you figure that what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what kind of what I do in my, in my coaching um, my coaching
0: life. So, um, yeah, that's about it, Angela. Great. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. So people, if you are stuck and want to get unstuck, um, Terry is your girl. Terry is your person. And I'm, again, thrilled to have you here. So um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Terry and I have been in corporate America for a number of of years. And the topic of conversation that we're going to discuss today is navigating your career as an African-American. Um, I think with so many organizations focused on diversity and inclusion these days, that's been a focus for uh, lots of organizations for the past several years. And considering all the events that happened in 2020, we thought that this would be a a topic that we wanted to share our voice around uh, because there's been so much so much noise that that can influence this topic. And so we wanted to share our perspective. So I did a little bit of research, Terry, um, that relates to this topic. And studies have shown that there are as little as 3.2% of African Americans in executive and senior manager positions. um, And then only one in five Fortune 500 CEOs are Black. So when you think about that, that those are not surprising to to us. I, that's not surprising to you, is it Terry? It's
1: not. It is yeah. not yeah you don't, uh, you don't see a lot of representation um, at the executive level in corporate right. America.
0: Right, right. So I thought that it might be interesting for us to share our journey as African Americans in the workplace. So um, I just want to open it up with a general question, uh, starting with you, Terry. Since you are our guest, you're new to the Dream Living Podcast. Can you describe your experience, just generally speaking, as an African American in corporate America?
1: Um, in general, I would say my experience has been, you know, um. It's been okay. it's been it's been good. I've been fortunate enough to work at companies that value diversity and inclusion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, however, I still see the you can still see the uh, that we're, we're not there yet. even mm-hmm. though i I work at a company that really does value diversity and inclusion. If you look around the company, you see exactly what you said there 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 is you see um, diversity at a certain level, but when you get to those executive levels, it gets it gets very non-diverse. let's just mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. So even though companies buying, um we there's still a lot of work to do we, mm-hmm. we still have a lot of work to do. and for me my personal journey, it has been um it could be it's challenging mm-hmm. uh, that, that's 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 the that, that's what I can describe it is challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you think should have you know should have gone your way may not have. yeah, um, and you're like, you can't help but to think, is it because of the color of my skin? Yeah, you just some it just it's there. It, it, it just, it's always going to be there. Right. So anyway, that's just kind of my first thought. Anyway.
0: yeah, no, would be interesting what you. Yeah, yeah. So my journey has been interesting. When I think about early on in my career, there was a lot that I had to learn. <laughs> I, I think about my first couple couple of jobs out of college and really trying to navigate being African American and in a primary you know, where you don't see very many people like you. Um, I started out Mm -hmm. in bank and banking and it was, I was in this management trainee program where I think, you know, this is, this is back in the nineties. So I think there must've been some intentionality in terms of making those programs diverse, because the people who are in my class, there was a decent amount of diversity and this is right out of college. So I'm like, okay, cool. And it's a two-year program where you, um, go through different parts of the bank, you get assignments, you take on roles. And then at the end of the assignment, at at the end of the the rotation, you decide which of the functions you're most interested in. And then you most likely Mm -hmm. get hired for a position. So there was a lot of that for my fellow peers in that program. But then as I started to actually get placed and move up it was a lot less diverse. Now, I did move out of banking into um, management consulting. I worked for PwC and I've worked for a lot of other Fortune 500 companies. And I have to say, as my career has evolved, I have been very used to being usually the only one in my department, the only mm-hmm. African American in my department. You know, mm-hmm. I've um, gotten up to director level in corporate America. And again, the more. My career has evolved. It's been pretty much the same over the past 20 years. So yep. that's um, that's something that I'm just used to. It's, it's not something I really think about a whole lot, except bec- because we're talking about this topic, I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. I will say too, when I think about early on in my career, there's a lot I had to learn in terms of kind of assimilating into the predominant culture, really understanding cultural norms and not just the predominant culture, but also the company itself, because every company has their own unique culture, right? So what I have been able to do is just really be observant of different cultures, different norms, And assimilate myself to those cultures, so that's um, that takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. (laughs) When I think about it, it it can be exhausting because it's something again I hadn't thought about a whole lot until today, really. But it's exhausting to constantly have to think about assimilating and and really being careful how you show up and how you say things and how you do things because you know that you may be looked at with a a level of scrutiny, a level of scrutiny that others may not necessarily experience. So that's, that's my general opening to answering that question. So
1: Angela, that's good. If I can just piggyback, you know, when you said, um, it's exhausting, um, that's such an interesting, you know, it makes me think about, you know, after, after all, and, the social unrest that happened, you know, we had some meetings about it and things and people said things that really made me think like, for example, um, there was an African-American gentleman manager who, you know, had to travel a lot mm-hmm. and he made the comment, you know, when I travel, I have to think about where I'm going mm-hmm. because I have to think about what's the population going to be where I'm going and how are they going to receive me? And I need to be prepared for that. That is something that our that our that our other counterparts don't have to do. Right. And you know, I thought about the same thing because I travel to to really small locations, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the country, like really like farm towns. And out, yeah, are they going to accept me? Will it right. be okay? I need to really be on the p's and q's when I go and do those things. So I think that's interesting you said that because it made me think about that too. And I'm like, yeah, I do do that, but we do. And we don't even know we're doing it right. because it's so ingrained in us, um, that we have to be that way. And we have to make sure we assimilate properly into whatever area we're in. So when you're thinking about your career and moving up or moving on or whatever, you know, those are things that as we as African-Americans have to think about that our counterparts probably don't even think twice about. Mm -hmm. So
0: just, just to think about that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I have that same experience. And I've also, at varying points in my career, traveled to the most rural areas, to the biggest cities, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember even Mm -hmm. traveling to a very rural city where I was very uh, kind of alarmed, honestly, because I got there late at night. Mm -hmm. It was very rural, um, there was nobody that looked like me at all. So you become more conscious yep. and aware, right? And yeah. so, um, yes. you know, make a long story short and make it relevant to corporate America, I was assigned to facilitate for this group of farmers. <laughs> and oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, yeah, I sure was uh, to talk about leadership and team yeah. building. So I was prepared because the day before when I went to the restaurant, I was stared at (laughs) quite a bit because clearly there's not a lot of people that look like me in the town. Right. So I got walk into the meeting and I I was prepared and I could tell that they were a little bit surprised by how I looked. And I was asked Mm -hmm. one of the first questions I was asked was, so. What do you have to do to do what you do? Like, what kind of education do you need to get? <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that's an interesting question wow. out of the gate. And so I answered it. And, right. you know, I, I again, I, I felt like, like I said before, I assimilate. So I assimilated to that yeah. environment. I realized that I needed to be extra energetic, extra happy, extra everything. And that's what I would do mm-hmm. anyway when I'm facilitating, but I was right. more conscious of it and I ended sure. up winning them over. But to that point, you, it takes that extra energy. And when you think about it, that that can be exhausting.
1: It can be. And then when you think about navigating your career or you know the challenges you face, you face challenges that you don't even, because we're so used to it, Mm-hmm. Used to assimilating, we don't we don't even realize that's a challenge. But for somebody who, you know, may not have grown up and like I grew up and I and I was always in a situation where I was the only black person there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up kind of just knowing that. But people who aren't don't come from that type of background. It's gonna make, it might be a little challenging for them to go into an all you know where you're the only one there and you have to figure out how to like navigate culturally within that space. Um, and I, and I think, um, maybe getting ahead of myself, but you know, when you talk about, can you bring your authentic work to your whole work, your whole self to work Mm -hmm. come as you are, are, You know, I would be, I'd be lying if I said, yeah, you can come as you are and bring your whole self to work. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to survey the land first right, to see, you know, where you can fit real you in or where you have to just kind of like, let me keep it totally, you know, top notch professional. Where can <laughs> I kind of loosen up my tie a little bit over here? You, you right. have to figure that out. You do. Um, that's
0: just something you have to do you mm-hmm. do you do and i think when i was younger i started being very reserved cuz i didn't know how to navigate it and then i recognized wow being super, super reserved doesn't work <laughs> i learned that like no, you have to you not. have to be social you have you know if you want to survive and thrive if you want to survive and thrive i'll preface it by saying that then then you do have to kind of assimilate. You have to be social. You have to share about yourself cuz otherwise people make up things about you. That's what I learned early early on cuz I was just like, I'm not here to make any friends. I'm here so to true. do my job. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> I don't care. And it's like I realized, okay, that's not working quite well <laughs> for me. So yeah, then I definitely started definitely to open cool. up more and 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 learn and assimilate yeah. like I was saying before. And again, I've evolved over time and I feel like I've been able to manage it pretty well. Uh, thus far.
1: So mm-hmm. going back. No, that's so true. Like that's so can't be quiet. You got, you gotta, you gotta find that happy medium. You, you do. gotta find it.
0: You do. So um, going back to the, what you mentioned about, can you, do you feel like you can be your true self at work? I saw this quote um, in this book. It, it's called Black Life in Corporate America, Swimming in the Mainstream. The authors are George Davis and Gleg Watson. And this was published way back in 1982. Eighty-two. Like we weren't even okay. in the workforce at that point. <laughs> you know that was a nope. long time ago. <laughs> so, but the quote was: "The corporate black man or woman is fast becoming a significant actor in the drama of the nation." What are your thoughts oh. about that quote? And I, I'll share mine to give you some uh, a chance to think about it. I thought, oh my well, god! It, that- it. Oh it, sure. Say it one more time. Sure.
1: The quote again.
0: Yeah the corporate black man or woman is fast becoming a significant actor in the drama of the nation. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Let me hear your thoughts. Yeah. So my thought to that was, wow, this was written in 1982. cuz i still feel like it's very relevant today because it's like can you be your true self at work you just said no and it's like that that mm-hmm. that quote to me implies that you we're acting we're we're assimilating we're put you know we're not really showing up as our true selves right so um, and, it, mm-hmm. and then it also said in the drama of the nation, there's a lot of drama in the nation right now. And we also have to be mm-hmm. very mindful of how we show up of, at work considering that. Right. So, um, you know, the main mm-hmm. message, the main takeaway for me from that quote is we have to become an, a, a significant actor in the drama of the nation. So um, I just found that to be interesting. So I think that is
1: very thing. And, um, you know, I went, first of all, I want to talk about true self and just talk about that real quick because I had a, I had a conversation with my brother about this and I said, you know, we can't bring our true selves to work. And he said, Terry, you know, sometimes we don't want people to bring them true selves to work because we well, don't want to see that. He <laughs> said, so Terry, he said, I'm okay with a level of professionalism. He said, I'm okay with that. And I had to agree. I'm like, I am okay with some type of level of professionalism. Um, But when I think about true self is like, can you, um, and it it makes me think of the George Floyd and the social unrest when that happened, you know, it's like a spotlight got shined on all African-American people Mm -hmm. and you were the person. So like your, your Caucasian friend who wanted to talk about that situation, which I'm happy that they wanted to talk about it and finally kind of hear the pain that we go through. Yeah. But it was like, we were, we, you are the, um, you are the spokesperson for every black person in the in the world to mm-hmm. this to this to, you know to these group of people your department, and that's and that's what it's like. That's the drama of the nation. That's where you really have to become the actor because you want to convey mm-hmm. the right message for our culture. Um, but you're like, gosh, it's such a pressure because I'm like, okay, you're looking at me for every black person ever alive, mm-hmm. and I hope I'm saying the right thing for them or not. It's like you become that you're like beacon that everybody yeah. looks to. Right. Yes. That's, that's what's exhausting. And that's where you really become the actor because you want to be upbeat and you want to be like, okay, we can change this. We can change the world when actually what you're really feeling like. Yeah. I, I, right now I won't talk to any of y'all. Right. I'm really mad and I just <laughs> want to be mad, but I can't be mad. I gotta be the, I gotta be the, the, the shining beacon right now. Right. And I just have to go be mad at home. Right. Whatever, right. So that's that acting part, because you want to convey that, you know, we are a strong culture. We are a good culture. We have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get mad. Yeah, but of course. I don't think I want to show you the mad part of me right now because, you know, I don't know how you're going to handle it.
0: Right. That's that's Exactly. Kind of exactly. And it's, it's another part of assimilating into... A different culture, the company culture, the predominant culture, and um, you have to be careful how Mm -hmm. how you present yourself. So I just thought that that quote was very relevant, just as relevant today as it was back in 1982. So I'm going to ask you another question, Terry. Um, what has worked well for you? Uh, you, know, you think about what's worked well for you as you have navigated your career in corporate America. And what tips might you give for other people who face the same thing, who look like us, who work in corporate America?
1: So um, a couple of things. Um, let's see. I, I got things rolling around my head. The first one, the first thing that pops in my head right away and always does is networking. Mm-hmm. It always helps when you get to know um, different people. So that's, you know, naturally, I'm an, an introverted type of person. So this is something I really had to learn. But mm-hmm. networking is so important learning, um, getting out there and meeting other people in your company, um, in different departments, um, and just learning what they do, who they are. Um, And then getting involved, you know, when you're at your company and you're learning and I don't know if you're starting your career in the middle of your career at the end, but wherever you are getting involved in different projects and different things to learn, grow and develop. That is always you. So you always want to be in a learning mindset. Don't If you ever think, you know, that saying, if you ever think you've arrived, you know, then you're 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 done. You're never done learning, you're always growing, you're always evolving. So you got to keep that mindset when you're in corporate America so you can keep moving forward. If that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, so networking is, is extremely important. Just, you know, picking up the phone, calling somebody and say, Hey, can I, you know, grab a coffee with you or whatever? It's just, I want to learn about what you do, who you are and whatever. Um, that's great. And then also, a really good thing to have, and I'm gonna use two words is a mentor or a sponsor. Mm. A mentor, somebody you can just look up to. They may work in your they may work at your company, they may work at a totally different company. Um, but somebody that you can go and talk to and ask questions when you're trying to navigate this thing called corporate America. Somebody who's been there a while, who's done it, who can say, Oh yeah, yeah, don't do that. No, yeah. no, don't go that way. Turn around. And this way. Right. Mm-hmm. So mentor is extremely important to, to, to look for. And then mentor doesn't have to be somebody you talk to There can be somebody you admire who's in business. Um, and you can read their books, you know, that's, that's a way of mentoring too. Right. Okay. And I'll say one last thing that I'll my high horse. Mm-hmm. If you are somebody who wants to, to go into corporate America and you want to move up and you want to go to a certain level, you need a sponsor. Mm-hmm. You need to find that person. Um, that's not at your level. Above your level, maybe two grades above your level, where you want to be, and get to know that person and ask them if they'll be your sponsor. Because your sponsor is going to advocate for you. They're going to um, help you. They're going to they're going to be the one to say, "Hey, I know. Say to me, I know Terry. She'd be great for this project, and it might be a project with great visibility." Um, so you want to you want to find somebody, and you can just ask them. Can you know? Would you be my sponsor? Somebody who who help me get to that next level. Oh, and then there's, okay, Angela, this is the, this is the <laughs> HR coming out of me. Uh, <laughs> you always want to be developing and growing. So if you're in your job and your job is easy and you can just do it with your eyes closed, then you need to start. You need to find something else to do. I'm not saying get a different job, but you need to challenge yourself. You need to be always learning and growing. Because if you're just status quo and that's not where you want to be, you're like, "Oh, I want to be the director." Then you need to start learning something. And in development in your career is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it, in the job, people say, "Well, my manager is supposed to help me get there." Yeah, your manager can help you, but it is your responsibility. So you need to figure out where you want to go. Where you what you want to be, and then you need to map out what that looks like for you. Who do I need to contact because I want to be in this role next? Who do I, where, what project do I need to take on so I can learn this skill?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: your career is all about you. You have to take responsibility for that and you have to push yourself and get in those awkward areas and awkward moments and and maybe fail, yeah. but you learn from those failures. You, it's okay to fail if you pick yourself up and learn from it. Now, if you don't learn from it, then we got issues, yeah. but you got to learn from those things. But if you never try anything, you're never going to get anywhere. So you've yeah. got to put yourself out there and be uncomfortable, be awkward, be clumsy. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's how you grow.
0: That's how you learn.
1: Yeah. So, okay. I just said a whole Stuff. I, I just went blah on you. So
0: there you <laughs> no, go. No, <laughs> that was that was all really good. And I agree with every everything you said. Um it, it's when you think about what you just said, getting out of your comfort zone, trying new things, and you know, learning from your mistakes, mm-hmm. learning from your failures. That's what we call a growth mindset. <clears throat> and and I love that because mm-hmm. it's just so relevant. I mean, I know, and uh the past few organizations that I've worked for, that's been a really big focus. Right. And so, um, Mm -hmm. the other thing is like you said, is partnering with a mentor or a sponsor, if you can, um, that can guide you and give you advice, um, because you want someone to be able to lean on so that you feel like you can make mistakes Mm. and can get advice. If you do make mistakes and such, those two coupled together, I think are really, really important. Um, Ask questions. um, You know, get involved. uh, Mm -hmm. Network across the organization so people know who you are, and then use your skills to solve Mm -hmm. problems in the organization. um, Yes, because because you want to be seen as a person who is a go-to person, a problem solver. Like go to such and such because they know their stuff. They know all about such and such. That's going to help you to be in Mm -hmm. in an invaluable position in the organization. So. Uh, I echo everything you said. I don't have much more to add than what you said. So that was really good. You taking us to <laughs> school today, Terry.
1: <laughs> Girl, look, I got, I got one more for you. I got one more. For okay, you go ahead. You while you were talking
0: uh huh. So, as people
1: navigate through their career and they may go for a job and they may not get it. When you don't get a job, your attitude and the way you act when not getting the job is, is, is so important. And maybe you getting that next opportunity that comes along. Mm -hmm. So first of all, if you don't get the job that that you applied for, don't get discouraged because it's probably just not your time and it's okay. And you may feel like, well, they didn't choose me because I'm black or whatever,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whatever. It just, it just wasn't the right job. Okay. Um, You might've said, well, that was my perfect job. But there's one thing that I know Jobs will come open again and again. So maybe yeah. you don't get it that first time, but maybe you'll get it the second time. Because what you don't want to do, and what I have seen is I've seen people that have not gotten the job that they thought they deserved or should have mm-hmm. and just had a bad attitude about it. And when you have a bad attitude about it, believe me, everybody's watching and mm-hmm. they see that. Mm-hmm. So people don't only want to, they, they want to see how you react when things don't go your way. So yeah. when things don't go your way, Even if you, you know, you don't like the outcome, you don't, you don't have a bad, don't have a bad attitude because when that next position comes open, you may be, they may, you might've been the person for that next, that next one, but because of your attitude and how you acted because you didn't get the last one, they may think twice before putting you in that role. Yeah. So just keep that in mind when you're going through your career and progressing and sometimes things don't turn out the way you want them to.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And also, I would say just be mindful of taking care of yourself because um, I had mentioned that, Mm -hmm. you know, the experience can be exhausting and um, it can be. And sometimes we may not even be aware of how exhausting it is until you just sit down and really think about it. So take care of your mental health, Mm -hmm. seek help from therapists, from counselors, from coaches and things and things like that as an outlet, you know, find a way to to have yeah. an outlet just so that you can have balance and and be mentally okay, emotionally okay, physically okay, especially in the midst of a lot of the social unrest that we've experienced this year. That's that's really really important to, yeah. to take take care of yourself. That's that's uh advice that I would give.
1: That's that's excellent advice.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, one thing too, I want to mention is that um, I've had, and I think we both have had lots of successes in corporate America. And I just, I want to end kind of on a positive note. Um, one thing I, I can say is that just considering all the advice that Terry gave, I've, I've used a lot of the advice that she gave in my career. And I have had some success. I have gotten positions over peers um, that didn't look like me, <laughs> gotten promoted to um, to positions in that way. And um You know, I think if you present, you know, do all the things that Terry said, solve problems, get a mentor, do your job, you know, really, you know, and you know, you have to be careful about how you present yourself, but you can, you can be successful. That's, I want to make sure that we Mm -hmm. emphasize that you absolutely can be successful. It might be a little bit challenging and difficult, but what isn't challenging and difficult in some way, you know? And, um, I think a lot of companies are working toward to be more diverse and inclusive. I think they're getting the diversity part um, to some degree. I mean, it's moving. The needle is moving very slowly, if I have to be honest. But inclusion, I think, is the other thing that uh, organizations are working on, making sure that everybody feels included, that they can be their true self at work. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but... um, it's 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 it, the good thing is, is if it is a focus for many organizations and hopefully we as african-americans will feel like we can be our true selves at work someday okay i
1: agree angela i agree yep.
0: yeah yeah so um any parting words that you'd like to share terry um no not right now actually but i i'm just
1: this is just fun for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for having me. I felt like, that's all I can say. Thanks for having me. And thanks for letting me just kind of, kind of talk.
0: Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I do have one final question for you. And if, when you think about all that's going on, and, you, and like you said, you become the beacon where people are looking at you and when everything's happening, what are two things you would want your coworkers to know? Considering all of that.
1: Um, <laughs> Well, one to know, and this is probably a good thing. I I just wanted to say, you know, first of all, thank you for asking, or, and I should say, I don't want to say finally asking, but thank you for asking and caring. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that even though, you know, maybe tiring for me, I do really appreciate the fact that you want to know where I stand and how I feel. I do appreciate that. So uh, that was one thing I want my coworkers to know. And, you know, just, um, I want them to know to, to take people, don't, you know, and this is, this should be common sense, but you don't judge people by, you know, their appearance or, or what you first see. Um, get to know that person, ask questions um, and, and be curious. So, I mean, even though it's exhausting, it can mm-hmm. be exhausting at times. I, I do appreciate the fact that they actually want to know and learn. Yeah. Um, that gives me hope. That, yeah. that really does. That gives me hope. And um, so I would just cont- tell them to continue to do that. Thank them, number one. Thank you for, for asking the question and continue to ask. Like I said, I know I may be a little tired, but I, I do want you to ask. I want you to know because I think that's what's going to help move further along when we talk about diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So I think those are the two things.
0: Great. Okay. So I'll, I'll answer the question as well. Um, one thing I would want my coworkers to know is, is that... Considering social unrest and things you see on the news, if you if you think I might be frustrated and not okay, I'm probably not. And um and so, you know, feel free to ask your questions and and and, and because again, I feel like when you ask and and are vulnerable, that's how we can come overcome some of the challenges we experience when it comes to race, just Mm -hmm. in general that we all experience, not just, not just African-Americans. Um, so don't be afraid to ask. I I don't mind. (laughs) I really don't mind answering Mm it. And if I do, I'll just tell you, (laughs) I'll just tell you, um, well, I really don't feel comfortable answering that right now. Um, maybe give me some time or I just, you know, I just don't feel comfortable. Um, the other thing is, um, what what else would i want them to know um that you know it's not that easy <laughs> it's not that easy being being yeah. in in my shoes and so um we all come to work work with our differences we all come to work with things that are below the line that you don't see not just everybody does period every human does so just um recognize that recognize that you know if th- things are going on in the workplace that there may be other things under the surface that are happening for that person because everybody has something going on at some point or another so that's it that's, that's it. good that's good all right so thank you for um joining me on the podcast i really appreciate it terry i loved the insight you shared and i'm sure our listeners did too And without further ado, um, you know, keep striving, everyone. Um, Hopefully the year will end on a positive note and we can move forward. So um, take care. Bye.